This is SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm David Pector. Today on SLAS Technology Podcast, we are joined by Cenk Unde to discuss the SLAS Technology Special Collection, Artificial Intelligence in Process Automation. Dr. Unde is the Executive Director of Digital Integration and Predictive Technologies in the Process Development Organization at Amgen in Thousand Oaks, California. Welcome to SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm glad to be here. First, why don't we start with an overview of the special issue and why you think it's timely? Yeah, thank you, um, David. So uh, the special issue uh, is uh, focusing on the artificial intelligence and how it applies to process automation, not limited to overall process automation, but including laboratory automation as well uh, in the area of biotechnology uh, and drug development. Um, There are actually three very specific papers that uh, readers will see in this uh, issue. Uh, in the areas of apply, apply to drug discovery, automated gene editing with single cell platform using computer vision, and a specific application of machine learning that breaching at the biorelevance gap in antioxidant assays. So when I uh, looked at these uh, papers and collection, they uh, are good examples of um, where state of the art of uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh, as applied to uh, drug discovery um, and development and in uh, the areas uh, of general application. So good examples to represent um, uh, what can be done. Um, and it, it is timely because um, uh, AI has been finding more applications um, in, in our area, not limited to biotech, but everywhere actually. Um, and uh, in, the, in the last 20 years, uh, there's a significant advances in uh, computational power, cloud storage, computing, and more accessibility to machine learning uh, tools and technologies. And um, because of that uh, convergence point and how biotech has advanced, uh, we thought that um, demonstrating uh, these good examples um, to encourage more researchers to leverage and harness the power of this technology. Sounds like a great collection. So if we turn to Amgen in your own area of process development, how are machine learning and AI being integrated into the arc of working on a new biologic? We have definitely seen uh, definitely evidence of uh, AI in general applications in variety of areas uh, from business applications to workflow automation, but in, um, in biology and uh, direct discovery and development, um, I think we are seeing a lot of uh, good early examples. It is also determinant of the maturity of the AI technology of interest. It's very important to understand and state that because um, there's also the hype out there uh, as if AI can replace a human being uh, which is also called as uh, general intelligence, artificial general intelligence. Uh, computers or artificial intelligence technologies are very good at um, uh, mimicking repetitive tasks or recognizing an image, for example, which I will uh, highlight more, is one of the most uh, the strongest suits of AI. So computer vision is super... 
uh, powerful and capable. Uh, just by uh, you know showing um, a lot of pictures to a computer and uh, explain and train uh, what that image means uh, with little evidence or little uh, piece of the similar image is enough for computer to detect what that is. And this one of the papers actually is uh, really uh, focusing on, on that. Yeah, it's kind of similar in, in our case. Uh, we have uh, just in my group, um, significant uh, proliferation of these uh, techniques actually as we start applying. One area again is the image um, recognition and pattern recognition area. We used to uh, spend hours and hours of a lab scientist's manual effort to look at a lot of images to decide about how a cell looks like. So we were able to train a computer algorithm using deep learning and actually computer is as accurate or even more accurate than a human being can detect because humans can get tired or bored or you know they can do more important things right <laughs> we were able to, able to replace you know that mundane task with computer aided decision making so it's one example but there's a lot of predictive uh, applications that we are getting into um, especially in the manufacturing uh, support and uh, monitoring process monitoring applications so uh, using machine learning so um Maybe finally, uh, one of the other uh, more like commercial manufacturing of biologics uh, area we have had significant advances with our teams is uh, automated visual inspection of before you release uh, release the final product, uh, you want to inspect you know, if everything is okay uh, with it. And that's also could be a very, very mundane task of checking every while. So that, that, that's, uh, we have made significant progress towards automating that through, through deep learning. So these are some examples. Um, we are definitely seeing uh, significant, significant uh, forays into it, including in the uh, uh, discovery area. Are there any places in your process where you say that's where we kind of as a routine, we assume this will be addressed with a machine learning or AI approach? I would say uh, it's spotty. So uh, it, it depends where the area is. In certain areas, it's, it's part of our um, normal business now. So it's kind of replaced the conventional methods. Yeah, we are not at a stage where we say it's uh, completely taken over, it's everywhere. That's where we want to be, right? So okay. we want to okay. maximize or uh, in, uh, capitalize on this technology so that we have more applications. Okay. Um, there, so we minimize the human uh, intervention, and um, we are talking about artificial intelligence, but in general, computational and predictive uh, applications. In addition to artific artificial intelligence techniques like machine learning, those are, by the way, all data-driven techniques, right? So you need to have a lot of data to uh, actually train uh, the computer. Uh, we also have another program, uh, in, uh, especially my team, uh, we focus on first principles uh, in silico modeling. So that means you are actually using physics, biology, and mechanics, uh, thermodynamics of uh, equations to actually explain and solve uh, for what's going on in real life. So those are much more powerful, but harder to develop. Right. So we put those also in use and they replace significant uh, like wet experiments for instance, otherwise required. But combination of all of these are super powerful computational predictive techniques. So one of the things that's been in the news, but it's also mentioned in one of the review articles is AlphaFold, which is not something that people can do, right? People can't predict uh, protein folding, but now 
machines can. Yes, it's, it's a yeah. super, super exciting, actually, development. So we all read with a lot of excitement. Uh, I think, you know, we are kind of scratching the surface of uh, the full potential here. Um, and um, in addition to that alpha fold, uh, earlier in the year, um, uh, Professor Barzilay of MIT, actually, and her team and the, her extended team, they, they uh, used uh, machine learning to uh, synthesize or come up with a, an antibiotic. So there, there's a lot of interesting uh, development here. We know that um, AI and it, uh, high performance computing applications are, are very, uh, has a, they have a very big potential. So thinking about potential in, for others and for in your own area, what do you suggest that people should do to be prepared for AI? Are there things that they need to do kind of in the part of their routine work so that if let's say two years from now, someone shows up at their door with the latest and greatest AI tools, they're ready or they have a kind of messy situation. What, what, yeah. what, what, do, you, what do you suggest? Uh, well, there are multiple things, um, different aspects to think about. My advice would be, first of all, they, they need to invest people and uh, skills, right? So appreciate that. Um, this doesn't, uh, unfortunately, it's not yet uh, plug and play and easy and just you talk to a computer somehow, it just does it for you. So there's, there's a number of things involved in technology side. Um, so invest on people and skills and hire data scientists. Um, and um, we have approached that in two ways. We uh, either, uh, we both hired when necessary to acquire a new skill set, but more importantly, we also invest our people to uh, train them in uh, these novel algorithms and AI type applications. And if somebody, especially in, in, uh, in my team is uh, super straightforward because you are talking about a scientist or engineer with advanced degrees and already super fluid with computational uh, techniques and programming, you know, picking up AI is like really no problem. And we aren't talking about doing a fundamental AI research here, which is not what we are uh, necessarily doing, because there, there are um, powerhouses that are doing that, right? So uh, in the world or academics, what we are talking about is applied uh, AI into uh, solving our business uh, problems. So uh, I think that's that's quite doable um, and uh, uh, accessible. It wasn't like that actually when I started my AI research, uh, applied AI research uh, in um, uh, late '90s. That's my PhD research and postdoctoral research uh, involved. Not so many people were talking about this. Now it's it's a kind of hot topic. Um, and uh, what we didn't have at the time is the uh, computational power uh, storage. Uh, capacity cloud. We didn't have any of those um, uh, and the availability of algorithms and tools. So now it's like, uh, it's completely opposite. So it's, it's great actually. And then uh, other thing that they should really pay attention uh, big time is uh, the data itself. So since AI is so data driven, uh, high quality, good uh, labeled, we call it uh, data uh, are so important uh, to pay attention. So when they generate data, they should take extra precaution or extra steps to tag the data. Meaning uh, you need to uh, store the data with its metadata. Meaning what is this data all about? So you can easily retrieve and package it and feed into your training um, sets or training um, methods or 
uh, machine learning algorithm because otherwise it's quite complicated uh, and you need to work on a more advanced level uh, to, to deal with it. Um, so clean up the data, uh, label them and find a way to kind of store them in a, in a good place, in a lake we call it. So this is super important. And then finally, um, make sure that you have access to uh, some of the, uh, you know, cloud computing, elastic computing platforms. It's not necessarily maybe a must have for everybody, but uh, if you want to scale and if you want more people to use these things, then that's highly recommended. 